this IndyCar Gallagher Grand Prix betting picks edition of the F1 Gambling Podcast here on the Sports Gambling Podcast Network is brought to you by our Patreon. Score exclusive perks, content, and contests, including our NFL win totals contest with a $1,000 prize. Join today at sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash Patreon. We're also brought to you by Parlay Play. Parlay Play is a lead pipe locking for Parlay Player props. Go to parlayplay.io, use promo code SGP for a 100% deposit bonus today. Get ready for speed. You just wait, sunshine. You just wait. Get ready for the passion. To whom it may concern you. Get ready for the raw emotion. Sì, ragazzi! Grazie, grazie, grazie! Dai, forza Ferrari! Get ready for the F1 Gambling Podcast on the Sports Gambling Podcast Network. Now, here are your hosts, Rod Gomez and Cody Z. Yes, indeed, it is the F1 Gambling Podcast here on the Sports Gambling Podcast Network. He's Cody Zeeb. I'm Rod Gomez. Cody, I feel like I need to get a different intro when it is, of course, straight IndyCar like it is this week. Of course, we know F1 still on their summer vacation like they need a vacation. Come on, let's go racing, guys. Uh, who needs a summer <laughs> vacation? But yes, we are filling in the blanks with IndyCar bets and uh so far, they've been uh, they've been pretty all right to us, and, and we're going to continue to do so. So, um, Cody, uh, I, last week was Nashville. This week, the IndyCar guys get to go to Indianapolis and play around with the Cup guys. This will be the second time that Indy's been here this season. Uh, but, again, the first time they get to hang out with their, their NASCAR compatriots. So, uh, a lot of fun this weekend for the IndyCar, for sure. Yeah, a little Aussie reunion with uh, with all the IndyCar guys from from uh, Australia, New Zealand, and then all the NASCAR guys. You got all the uh, all the guys over from the V8 supercars running in in over that series. But yeah, it's great. We were just talking about this on the NASCAR Gambling Podcast a little bit earlier about how it's awesome having all three series all together or all four series. Right? You got you got uh, Cup and Xfinity and IndyCar all on the road course here, not very far away over on the little small oval. You got the truck series as well, so a great fun weekend of racing. They're all together, all in the same place, and we've been breaking down those races on this track all week for NASCAR. Now we get a turn over here and do it for IndyCar again. This is the F1 Gambling Podcast. F1 is off on their summer break, so at least we've got something to talk about. And we've been having a fun time covering IndyCar. Had a great race last week. Not all the bets fell our way. Had a lot of success uh, the week before, though, in a race before what races, I guess, in Iowa. A lot of success there. So been having a lot of fun betting on this series uh, throughout the season, and I'm glad to do it yet again. I am, too. So, again, we'll break down Indy. Uh, let's take a look back real quick, though, at Nashville. This race was – it confounded everybody, to be honest with you. It was one of those races where they immediately and, and in the past have had so many cautions, so much trouble. All of the teams – came into the weekend building for trouble. Of course, there was weather that uh, shook up all of the, the qualifying, the practices, and all that stuff, so they were even kind of building for a little bit of possible weather. They didn't know what was going on in this race. Nashville 
completely took everybody by surprise. Uh, but the only team that it really didn't take by surprise was Kyle Kirkwood. He ends up winning this race, uh, leading 34 laps of the 80 total in the race. He just had the car to beat. He started eighth and found his way up to the front and just pretty much didn't let go. Fighting with Scott McLaughlin, uh, who led 25 so laps. So I know he started on the pole, right? He, he put a blazing lap down. You had him as a as a pole winner, right? Didn't you? Uh, I, uh, you no, I had just had him as the outright at, at yeah. plus 750, which after he gets on the pole, those odds are nowhere to be found. No. Uh, some people, you know, they're waiting till, wait until after qualifying to make bets. And you can do that, and you, you should with some of your card, but... You lose a lot of the value if you wait, and you you can get some of these guys at much better odds if you do it early. Yes, maybe they won't cash, and, and uh, at least you didn't cash on him at plus seven fifty instead of plus two fifty or whatever he was after qualifying, right? And uh, man, it's heartbreaking because it's like they qualify in the pole, and you're like, all right, he's you know he's in the catbird seat, right? He's got he's got control of this race. Things obviously did not go our way. Unfortunately, the uh, cautions didn't fall quite as they had planned. I think. And uh, it didn't pan out, but still was a great call. Nice sweat. Thought maybe at the end he would run him back down, but not not to not to happen. And Kirkwood two wins now this season. Uh, he's he's you know a regular winner in the in the IndyCar series. So uh, shout out to him, the the young driver. Yeah, and again that was the thing too. These cautions, they everybody was waiting for one to drop, and and they didn't. And it just was a lot of green flag racing. It was a lot of all right. Well, now strategy is going to play into this. This is why I hated strategy all weekend long because it bit me in the ass in Richmond, bit me in the ass here in Nashville. So uh, I was not a fan of strategy calls, as it were. So I, I definitely, while I enjoyed watching the race because green flag racing is always far superior to uh, any racing under caution or, or any sort of wrecks. I, I'm telling you right now, it's just uh, I would have loved to have things seen or seen things fall just a little bit differently for our bets. Uh, but we were, like I said, very much treated to a fantastic race, uh, which we will actually break down because I feel now is a very good time to tell you about our Patreon. Go join our Patreon. Sign up now. You're going to get exclusive access to contests, including the NFL win totals contest. It's got a $1,000 first place prize. Besides season-long contests, they also have a weekly contest just for the Patreons. And you get a monthly SGP Stories podcast, which is a completely ad-free and full of behind-the-scenes stories from the SGPN. You even get a special Discord channel just for you patrons. Only you, friends, can prevent corporate gambling. Do your part. Sign up today. SportsGamblingPodcast.com slash Patreon. That's SportsGamblingPodcast.com slash Patreon. Again, cautions, nah, or the lack thereof, made it very difficult for us to cash too many of our bets. Uh, but there were some surefire ones, and Cody, you you cashed one right off the bet for your outright. You gave them as a top five as well, and this one easily yeah. cashed. Scotty Mack, top five, minus 120. Again, after he starts on the poll, you're not getting odds anywhere close to this for that. Uh, and yeah, I mean, not, not too much of a sweat on this. Starts on the poll, obviously, after the strategy stuff kind of fell back a little, but fought his way back up there, ends up in second place, so easily cashes this one at uh, minus 120 for us. Yeah, I'm telling you, we were everybody was keeping an eye on the board. Everybody was keeping an eye on who was going to flinch first. It was, you know, does Kirkwood come in? Does McLaughlin come in first? It was, I mean... Uh, you want to talk about sweating anyways. It was just a sweat just to see what was going on. So I love it. That's man. And that's part of what makes racing so good. Like the strategy that comes into play again, we saw it in NASCAR a couple weeks ago in the truck series. Like they, they were on two completely different strategies on the oval 
and it was just lap after lap. He's running him down. Is he going to have enough time? Is he going to get there? Who made the right call? Was it staying out and not getting tires? Was it coming and getting tires? Like, I love to see it. And obviously, F1, which we cover here on the F1 Gambling Podcast, that's all nothing but strategy almost, right? And so strategy goes into all sorts of different racing and keeps it so much more exciting than than just cars driving around on the track like you know a lot of people think racing is there's a lot going on well and not just that but like these guys when they start out they have to run their alternates and then they have their primaries and i mean you saw a couple of the bold strategy calls right away from guys going out and staying out on alternates because they were expecting a caution and you know some people pitting after like seven laps because they were like well screw this we're going to come in we're going to put on our alternate make a run so yeah there, there's a lot even more in there in the, the layers which was part of what was scott dixon uh scott dixon did not have a good qualifying effort he started on 12th on the grid but he climbed his way up to a fifth place finish just fell short of that third place finish we had him at at plus 160 and Scott was a, he was very disappointed throughout the whole course of the race. He was disappointed at the end of it. He really wished that he could have gotten a better qualifying effort out of out of the uh, weekend, and obviously just did not translate very well to a top three finish, especially when you got fast guys up there like Kirkwood, McLaughlin, Pello. Like these guys were all so fast, it was very difficult. And then Newgarden, uh, who who I I can't remember you had a you didn't have anything on Newgarden, but Newgarden, the no. Nashville native. Right, that was the story that had to be in there as well. He finished in fourth place, so yeah, Scott Dixon top three didn't happen, unfortunately for us uh, on this day. Yeah, we'll be talking about Scott Dixon when we preview this week's race. Doesn't get the top three for you, but another top five for Scott Dixon. A uh, little hint for you about what's coming up. Alex Pillow, Mister Podium himself, minus one twenty. Again, these were just the right bets to make. Ends up finishing in third. Getting a little concerned. He's on a four-race winless streak. Things are looking bleak for Pillow over there. Uh, just kidding. But uh, he gets another podium finish. I uh, just man, this guy always gets it done. Led twelve laps throughout this race and uh, gets on the podium again. Cashed another ticket for us. And for Pillow though, it was it was one of those things too, where at at one point he was leading the race. Right, he had twelve laps that he led, but he was in that strategy where where is he going to pit? When when is he going to come in? Like uh, he was up front. And they were like, well, does he have a big enough cushion to be able to kind of put himself back in, into contention where he can come up? He's probably not going to win this race, but is a top five in, in the cards from is a top three in the cards. There's a lot of math that goes into where am I going to where am I going to blend back in after I pit? And Polo was playing that game too, uh, long about lap 33 to 44 when he was leading all of those laps. They were playing that game. And then, then he blended back in and of course handed the lead off to Kirkwood. And then from there it was sort of, you know, Kirkwood. When does he pit? When does McLaughlin pit? And that's when that game started to happen. Uh, so, yeah, definitely a good bet there. Felix Rosenquist, I had him as the winner of Group E on Caesars over uh, Christian Lungard, uh, uh, Grosjean, and VK, Renus VK. Boy, I tell you, this is a bad day for Rosenquist. He did not do well. He started uh, in this race. I'm trying, to, I'm trying to even find him because I've can't see where he's at again he was so far down in this uh he got caught up late too he started 14th finished 22nd uh he ended up crashing out too that's that's what happened to him um but he was not anywhere near the front he he was being beat all day by Grosjean to be honest with you Grosjean 
a sixth place finish. He was actually uh, in and around. He led a few laps of this race as well. So he started sixth and finished sixth. Uh, kind of held on to his position there. But a very good day for Grosjean. Renus VK finished 14th. Um, but he was not necessarily that big of a thing all day long anyways. And then uh, uh, Christian Lungard finished ninth, started 13th. He had a better day than I think he was supposed to. But yeah, just a bad day overall for Rosenquist. And it was punctuated by the fact that he ended up crashing out uh, long about lap 73. Yeah, again, this, man, this, the Rex is not really something you can handicap too often. So unfortunate there. I had a Marcus Erickson over Kyle Kirkwood, plus 115. Obviously, Kirkwood wins the race, so this one does not cash. Uh, and Erickson just didn't have that great of a day. Ended up, what, seventh, which was better than where he started, better than he was running. But uh, yeah, it, it was plus money. The numbers were kind of saying Kirkwood has, he'll pop up and have some spots. Popped up and had a spot, Rod. He sure did, uh, but it hadn't been consistent, so that's kind of why I was going against him. Unfortunately, uh, just didn't hit this one. No, and Erickson played the right strategy. I mean, he started 20th and finished 7th. He was definitely a fast car, and he definitely played the right strategy, but just not yeah, the winning one. Even, God, what did he make it out of? He didn't even make it out of Q1, did he? Uh-uh. No. no. He was, yeah, it was It was rough. So, bad, like you said, yeah, started 20th. So, <laughs> rough starting spot and had an uphill climb throughout the day. Uh, well, I did hit one, and that was the winning manufacturer as a Honda. Uh, this was minus 155 on Caesars, but it was a different Honda than I thought. But we also said that if you vote, if you bet on Honda, that you get all of these guys that could possibly win this race, and one of them did for us, and that was Kyle Kirkwood. So uh, thankfully, we hit on that one because you know it was a Honda. It won the race, and boy, I was sweating it too because. I was like, come on now. Like, you're going to give me Scott McLaughlin as a Chevy to win this race. I want I want my Honda to win. Let's go. So I was happy to see that happen for at least me. Yeah. Hey, only pay the juice if you lose, Rod. And you didn't lose. So you cashed the bet. Uh, I had below plus 400. Again, I, it's so you can't not take at this point. If they're going to keep giving him to you at plus 400, he's not a bad bet to make. I know it's been four races since he won. Two of those were ovals. So you got to keep that in mind. Um, but it's, it's, you're still getting good value on him. He's the guy we're going to be talking about today as well. And Scott McLaughlin, seven plus seven fifty. Uh, again, this was a great bet. Ends up finishing second. The strategy doesn't play out, but qualifies on the pole, has himself up there and in the conversation throughout the day, close to getting it done. Didn't quite get it done, unfortunately, but I would place this bet all over again. And, uh, don't think it was a bad call at all. Nope. Tire compounds, lack of cautions, just a bad way to strategize for this race when you don't get what you expect out of it. And so, yeah, unfortunately, Scotty Mack, kind of a, a, a victim of that and did not end up winning this race. So congrats, Kyle Kirkwood. And uh, yeah, we'll move on to Indy and start talking about Indy. But let's first tell you about Parlay Play. We're brought to you by Parlay Play. Parlay Play is a great way to get down on your favorite player, favorite parlayed player props. This did not, this one got me this time. I, I, I tried to the Peter it Piper. It is a tongue twist. Yeah, the Peter Piper peck to pick a pep. Yeah, this one is favorite parlayed player props. Football season's right around the corner. Parlay Play will have you having all your favorite props available. Parlay Play is available in a ton of states, including California and Texas. Plus, if you're up north, our good friends at Parlay Play have you covered with a bunch of provinces in Canada offering Parlay Play. When you sign up with our code, you're going to get a sweet bonus to get started. Head over to parlayplay.io. Use promo code SGP for a 100% deposit bonus up to $100. That's parlayplay.io. Promo code SGP. 
All right, Cody. Well, it is, of course, the Indianapolis uh, Grand Prix circuit in Speedway, Indiana. 85 laps around this 2.439 mile road course for 207.315 miles. Like I said, they have been on this course earlier this season. So this is a completely different named and sponsored event on the same track with the same amount of laps. But uh, yeah, this will be their second visit to the the Indianapolis Grand Prix circuit over there in Speedway. And, and what a surprise who won the first trip here. Of course, Alex Pillow. <laughs> some some guy, some Spanish guy. He's, he's won a, a race or two this year, I guess. But, yeah. uh, all right, Rod, time to get into the bets. This is my favorite part of the show every week. I'm going to start off with Christian Lungard over Will Power plus 100. I know it sounds a little strange, but this is what the numbers point to. Um, you go back and you look last week at Nashville. Lungard finishes ninth. Um, or I'm sorry, going back to, to Road America. Lungard finishes in, oh boy, I'm all over the place here with my numbers. <laughs> you have okay. too many tabs open like I, I do. I, I got way too many tabs open here. Um, but Power, Will Power finished 10th at Nashville last week. Christian Lungard finishes in ninth, so obviously he beats him there. Go back to Toronto, Lungard wins that race. Power in 14th. Go back to mid-Ohio, right next to each other with Power getting the better in third and Lungard in fourth. Go back to Road America, though. Lungard, again, gets the better of power. Seventh place to Power's 13th. Um, and then you go back to the first Indy road course race. Fourth place for Christian Lungard. Twelfth place for Will Power. Power has just not been super consistent this year. He's had a few spots where he jumps up, gets on the podium at Mid-Ohio. Obviously, showed up at the Oval in Iowa and stuff. But on the, the road courses, the street courses, hasn't been as good for Power this year. And Lungard is having an impressive season. Got that first career win a couple of weeks ago back at Toronto. Um, so, yeah, I think getting this at even money at plus 100 uh, for, for Lungard over Will Power, again, it's it's an odd thing to say, right? You come into the season and you're like, I'm going to take Lungard over Power. And you're like, are you though? Really? Sure you want to do that? But, again, with the, the numbers are pointing that way, with the way that the season has been going. Um, and like I said, Lungard has, has gotten the better of Power on three of the last four non-oval races uh, and earlier this year. And then again, you go back to last year, Lungard finished ninth here in one of the races, second here in the second race here. So the last two times we've been at the Indy Grand, Grand Prix course, a second and a fourth place finish for Lungard. So he's had good, strong finishes. And to that point, I'm also going to take Lungard to finish in the top five. This is plus 140 over on Caesars. I just said it, Rod. Fourth and second last two trips here. Last time I checked, both those are in the top five. He's coming off of a win a couple of weeks ago. He's got that forward momentum. Things have been looking good for Lungard. Uh, so give me him to, to finish in the top five as well at plus 140. I love it. And again, you know, for Will Power, he even, he even surprised himself when he finished on the podium in, uh, in Iowa. He was like, oh, hey, I guess I, I guess I managed <laughs> to do the right thing and get up there. So, yeah, yeah I've, I've seen a lot of disappointment out of him more than I have uh, happiness. So I'll, I like this. And like you said, Lungard's been a very good story as of late, and I think he's going to keep it rolling as well. Um, speaking of keeping it rolling, Scotty Mack as a top five car, I will be on him, uh, this week at plus 125. I like the numbers. If you look back at so far at what Scott's done over the last several races, Nashville, like we said, he finished second last week after starting on the pole, fifth place at Iowa, second place at Iowa. I know there's a couple of ovals, but what are you going to do? Sixth place at Toronto. I know that's a street course, but it's still one off of the top five. Fifth at Mid-Ohio, 
eighth at Elkhart Lake, seventh at Detroit. He won in Birmingham, tenth at Long Beach, sixth at Fort Worth. Some solid, solid finishes for Scotty Mack all season long. Plus, I love that he has finished second place in two out of the last three races. Granted, yes, I know that they were not all road courses, but um, if he can continue to find the speed that he did in Nashville, I think he's going to be a force to be reckoned with. Um, not really the greatest of, of finishing history here on this track. Last or The last time they came out here earlier in the year, he finished 16th. Uh, but before that, he finished fourth in this race last year. So he's done it already in this one as well. So, um, you know, again, this is all about finding value in the top five market. And I think this is a decent amount of value for Scott Mack. He led 10 laps, too, in this very race last year in the Gallagher Grand Prix. Uh, after starting 15th, he came up to a fourth place finish. So um, this team is showing speed at just the right amount of time, right? This Penske uh, uh, team is showing enough speed. So uh, I think he can continue that, and I think he can continue his run. Top five is not that much of an ask for him, so I like that at plus 125. Yeah, he's got the positive momentum coming out of Iowa. Good runs there. Follows it up with a great run last week. Obviously disappointing he didn't get the win, but another good finish. Plus money to be in the top five. I love it. I'm going to take Pato Award to be on the podium. Plus 175. Also going to take him top five at minus 120 over on Caesars. Um, he has been, I'm looking specifically at the road courses for award this year. He's been pretty good on the road courses, uh, more so than the street courses. Eighth place at Mid-Ohio, but third place at Road America. He was second place here at, at the earlier race this year at the Indianapolis road course. Fourth place at Barber. Um, it, it's been pretty solid runs for award on the road courses specifically. Uh, and again, that second place here earlier this season gives me a lot of hope for him. I think plus 175 is a good podium price and minus 120. Again, we just talked about it in the recap. That's kind of the sweet spot for some of these guys where they're drivers you expect to be up inside that top five. Um, and, and I do think that Pato has got that podium in him as well. So give me Pato Award podium plus 175, top five minus 120, both over on Caesars. Uh, okay, so this is where you and I will differ a little <laughs> bit in that I have actually got the winner of last week's race, uh, Kyle Kirkwood, over Pato Award. Um, I'm getting this at minus 140. The books seem to agree with me on this one. And it's not necessarily that I, I don't think that Pato Award obviously is a good driver because, yes, he's got five podiums in 13 starts. That's fantastic, right? He Eighth place in Nashville. 10th at Iowa, though. A couple of kind of not great races. Detroit, he crashed out, finished 26th. This last time he was out in Indianapolis, he led 39 laps but crashed out and finished 24th. Long Beach, he finished 17th. So, um, and then Indianapolis GP did finish second uh, earlier this season, so he did have a pretty good finish there. But the season has not been what Pato Award has wanted to. And really just looking back at his, at his history here on this track, the second place finish was his best finish overall. Before that, 12th, 19th, 5th in 2021, pretty good. But 15th, a 5th, a 22nd, an 8th, a 19th. A little bit of inconsistency for me on Pato Award. Kirkwood? Yeah, okay, his track history here is not necessarily the greatest either. 26th, he crashed out uh, in 2022 in the first race. 23rd, 14th, but we've seen steady improvement over Kirkwood all season long. And in fact, two of his last three races have both been top 10 finishes. Obviously, that win there. Uh, he's got two podiums, which for a young driver, I mean, you expect five podiums out of a ward, right? That, you expect that kind of, of performance out of him. But for Kirkwood, two podiums and two wins 
this season. One in Long Beach, obviously. One in Nashville. So uh, ninth at Elkhart Lake, right? Uh, sixth at Detroit. So some really good finishes for Kyle Kirkwood this season already, where Award seems to just kind of be struggling a little bit to find pace. Now, look, this can still cash where Award or gets a top five and even a top three, but Kirkwood finishes second, and we're all we're all good on this one. So, or Kirkwood ends up winning. It doesn't doesn't matter how this one cashes. It can still cash both of ours. Yeah, I. Uh, it's it's tough to go against Kirkwood, especially coming off of the win. But again, I said I was focusing on awards numbers on road courses. We've had four road courses this season, Rod. Kirkwood has not beat Award in any of those road course races. Uh, coming off of his win at Long Beach earlier this season, wins on the street course. You go to Barber in Alabama there, finishes 12th the following week. He's coming off of winning a street course at Nashville. Where is he going to finish at the Indy Road course? Uh, and so I guess that's that's kind of where I'm playing into it. Again, Kirkwood's inconsistencies. Uh, like I said, I mean, he had a 15th, a 27th. Then he got the win. Then it was 12, 14, 28. Pop back up with a 6th and a 9th. Then he goes down to 17th, 15th, a 7th, and 11th. And then he gets the win. Like, it's just been so inconsistent. I like the other side of this. I'm not taking it officially, but Battle Award plus 105. I feel like he's got the road course edge over Kirkwood. So this is going to be the one where we disagree. We don't do it very often, Rod, but it is fun when it happens. And uh, we'll see who, who gets the bragging rights next week when we're, uh, when we're recapping this one. Next up for me, I'm going to take Mr. Consistency. We talked about him earlier. Scott Dixon, top five plus 125 nine races in a row this season rod dixon has finished in sixth place or better five of those nine have been in the top five so six places are big liability on this bet because he loves to finish in sixth. but he's got two finishes this entire season outside of the top six everything else has been in the top six if you're telling me he's most likely going to be in the top six i will take the bet that he's going to be in the top five at the plus odds if they offered top six odds, we would just throw the whole bank at it because Dixon's going to be in the top six at the end of the day. Uh, speaking of top six, finished sixth in this race earlier this year on this track anyways. Uh, he does have a win here in 2020, so he's got the good uh, track history here. And again, mentioned it earlier, but uh, you know, from down under, all of his buddies are in town. Uh, SVG and uh, Brody Kostecki over there racing in the NASCAR series this week. Those guys probably, uh, I would imagine they all know each other and uh, might be linking up this week. So give these give these IndyCar guys from down under a little a little extra pressure and a little more, uh, we got to show these guys we know what we're doing over in our series too. So give me Scott Dixon, Mr. Reliable, top five plus 125. I love it. Again, I love Scott Dixon as well. Fun guy to cheer for. All these guys, it, it's crazy to me. I, the funny part about it, uh, you guys know, like I'm, I'm, barely into the IndyCar series this season, hot and heavy. And it's, it's actually been so much fun to, to kind of watch these guys and, and, you know, a little bit different than what we're used to in NASCAR and even F1. Like these guys are just a, a different breed of driver. So it's, it's a lot, been a lot of fun to get to know this series as well. Um, all right. Stop me. If you've heard this one before giving out a winning car number bet, Cody King, the goat, the goat of winning car numbers as Rod was dubbed in the, the NASCAR betting preview spaces show. Yeah, I well, that's that's what they say. We'll see. I don't know. I've I've lost. <laughs> I agree with them. <laughs> I've lost a few of them as well, so I can't necessarily yeah, say that. It happens but, sometimes. You, uh, you know, you can't bat a thousand, Rod. No, that is you're, true. You're in the Hall of Fame either way. Oh, stop. Um. All right. Well, then, fine. Hopefully, this one is a, is a good one for me. I cannot believe, Cody, 
that the winning car number band between 10 and 19 is actually more, it, it, you get better odds on 10 to 19 than you do 0 to 9. So 10 to 19, you're getting it at plus 175. 0 to 9, you're getting it at plus 100. So even money for 0 to 9, but plus 175 to 10 to 19. That is where I'm going to go. Why? Because you get Alex Pillow, you get Will Power, you get Kyle Kirkwood, you get, uh, well, you get Graham Rahal, but the first three at the very uh, least. Kirkwood, Kirkwood's in the 27, so. Oh, the 27. Kirkwood. No. Uh, oh, yeah, he is in the 27. Yeah. I'm sorry. I'm looking at the wrong. Oh, Rod. This is your tab. So, yeah, but my, my least... one rebuttal on this would be you only get Pillow and Power, really. Yeah, but you get yeah you get I Marcus Armstrong, that. but I just, <laughs> I'll still take that because to me that's that's we already know that we have one very heavy lean is that uh, uh, you get Pillow, so I like that. Um, and and to me, like I said, you get willpower, which is uh, something else you can get in there somewhere if he accidentally sneaks up and wins one. Um, you know, Marcus Armstrong is in there too, just not necessarily the great, but he's in Chip Ganassi equipment. <laughs> I mean, Pillow is too, hey. right? We we've, we've seen some some different guys we didn't expect to jump up and win races this year. So yeah, you getting there's a lot of cars in this number range too. So yeah. gives you some coverage and hey, Pillow wins. You hit another plus one seventy five bet. You can't really complain too much about that. Yep, and that's really where I'm going to double down on that one as well. I mean, I knew Pillow was in the ten. Um, yeah, yeah. So I'm telling you, Cody, and these guys, you you guys know by now if you've listened, and this is your first time listening then forgive us because we you tend to have like 15 different tabs up on our up on our screen so uh a lot of numbers there's a lot of things that go into all of this uh Uh, so yeah it happens but but. yeah Uh, all right right. well then let's get to our winners uh when we come back from our break because we have got some folks that we think are going to win this gallagher grand prix Hey everybody, if you play fantasy football, especially in auction leagues, and or you're a whiskey fan, yes exactly, check out the Sports Gambling Podcast fantasy football channel show, Old Fashioned Football. Coming to you every Tuesday morning, give us a listen. We'll bring you the latest fantasy football data, including the injury report, studs and duds, waiver wire targets, and suggested fab, market movers, after all, we are the Marks, he is my hubby, and she's J-Mark's wifey. And we're bringing all this to you while drinking an old-fashioned and giving you our honest review of a different whiskey every week. All that and more. Hop on over, give us a listen, come for the football, stay for the whiskey. This ad's almost done. Going once, going twice. Sold. All right, yes, and as fantasy football season is upon us, folks, if you actually are a fantasy football uh, buff, you need to go listen to old-fashioned fantasy football uh, they're all at the expo right now, too, Cody, and I'm a little bit sad that I'm not necessarily there. Um, yeah, I think we might need to to work it into the plans to get some some NASCAR coverage from uh, Ohio next year at this time of year. I guess I'm telling you, I've got the biggest case of FOMO right now for uh, for that. So, yeah. uh, all right, so Same. winners, 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 winners for this race, and it starts and it ends uh, with a guy that we both agree on. I got to the dock first this time. Thank you very much. Um, giving you Alex Pillow to win this. And really, 430 on FanDuel? I know that I found it. Uh, I don't remember where I found it, but I know it wasn't 430 because you changed it in the dock for me. So Yeah, I did um, update it for you. But yeah, FanDuel, FanDuel's got some really good lines this week. Actually, where I pulled most of my, or, well, most of the winning bets, at least from, is FanDuel. Very, very nice odds this week. So uh, definitely get over there and check them out. Because yeah, 
plus 430 on Pillow, Rod. Yeah, it's insane. Whew. I mean, the guy's already won four races this season. Uh, two or three of his last four races have all been top threes. They've all been on the podium. I mean, again, you know, it's a guy that, that has won four races and he's finished top three and, and he's pissed. So, you know, he wants to get back up to the, to the, to the actual top step of the podium. He's already done it before, uh, on this track earlier in the season. Uh, so it's something you can do again, right? You get this team hot at the right time, you get them back up into winter circle and then it just spills out from there. So, um, I mean, look, there's no real other handicap other than this guy is good. He led 54 laps in that Indy GP. And he of won the by 16 seconds. He killed the field. Killed the field. Yes. It's safe to say that his notebook is full of ways to win this race again. He's the hottest driver on the track. Teams have been gunning for him the last few weeks, and that's fine. But now that he's in familiar territory, a place where he's already been once this season. So, you know, you can say what you will about every other track out there, but it's it's hard to repeat, but if you're that good, 16 seconds of, of, of a victory, I don't know that anybody's going to touch him this week. And I love that price. Plus 430, yeah. let's go. Well, and that's that's where that's what's crazy. If he's at plus 150, plus 200, that's where it starts to be like, okay, he hasn't won in a few races. Maybe we're starting to... But plus 430? That is ridiculous odds for a guy that has been this freaking good. Sure, he hasn't won in four races, Rod. Two of those were on an oval, so you kind of got to toss those out. Although he did finish on the podium in one of those, and the other two races, he's still been on the podium. Second at Toronto and third, yeah, third this past week at Nashville. Like it's not like he fell off the face of the earth. And, and really, at Toronto, probably would have won if he didn't have the wing damage. Like it's not things have not been going bad for Polo, even though he hasn't won in four whole races. Like at plus four thirty, you still have to bet this. So even though Rod beat me to the document. I'm putting it in there on my side as well. Anyways, also on Polo, plus 430. You have got to bet on this. You just can't not bet on it. Uh, and then you know how it works, right? Just in case, you got to have the insurance plays. It's amazing how often these insurance plays are the ones that cash rod because that's why they run the races. Things happen, and we've seen it. He is beatable. He hasn't won in four races, so other drivers can win. We've seen it. Um, Colton Herta. Calling my shot on him this week, Rod. He is 12 to 1 over on FanDuel. It's been a rough season for Herta. He's had a lot of issues, a lot of races where he starts up front, he looks good, and then strategy gets him. This or that gets him, and it's just things continue to happen. You look back at some of the road courses we've had this season, though. He was on the pole at Mid Ohio. He led 25 laps that day. He was on the pole at Road America, led 33 laps that day. Didn't get the good, strong finish in either of those. Because, again, things happen throughout the race, and it happens. Um, but last year, at the Indy Grand Prix, the first race here, he led 50 laps, won the race, had a strong car in the second race, ended up with having some tire issues. I think he ended up finishing in ninth. Um, and we've talked about Kyle Kirkwood. He's got two wins on the season. His teammate, he's looked really good. Herta has had his flashes, and so has Grosjean, honestly. to be honest. like, And Herta and Grosjean just keep having issues. But I think that Herta's issues could end this week. I think at 12 to 1, he's a really good insurance play if Polo doesn't get this done. I think he could get it done. And then Christian Lundgaard, I'm really, really high on him this week. I talked about him earlier already. He finished, was it, uh, did he finish second race earlier this season in this race? Um, and then, yeah, and then fourth, or yeah, ninth here last year. Ninth and second here last year, fourth earlier this season. That's what it was. Um, but good, strong runs by him. We know he can get a win. He did it a couple weeks ago at Toronto. 
if things play in his favor, he can get up front. We know he can hold on to it and win. And Pelot was the one who finished second to him that day. So it can happen again. Pelot had some damage, but what if that happens this week at Indy? Uh, I think at 15 to 1 over on Caesars. If you want to wait and see if Lundgaard qualifies in the poll, fine. But his number is going to get chopped way down if he does because we know he can win from qualifying on the poll. We saw it already. 15 to 1 on Caesars. You got to get in early on the long shots like this. You call your shot on these guys. These are the insurance plays, right? You go in with the thought that Pelot wins this. You're getting him at plus 430, which is just absolutely insane for a guy that's been as dominant as he has to still be getting him at this price. Um, then you throw out these insurance plays. If Pelot doesn't get it done, hopefully one of them does it and saves your day. But uh, yeah, I feel like we got a pretty good card built out here, Rob. Yeah, I really do. And you know, it's funny you say, "Well, he hasn't won a race. Uh, he hasn't won a race in four races." Yeah, but the dude's won four races this season. It's right. almost like you know that that'd be like if, <laughs> he won like the four before that. Well, that's what I'm saying. Like it, that'd be like if Max Verstappen was like, "Oh, he hasn't won a race in four races." Yeah, but he's won seven races this season, like eight, exactly. nine, ten. Like I can't feel bad for a guy who hasn't won in four races when there's some guys that have never won in their entire career. It's been years. So uh, yeah. yeah, can't. Well, and that's just. I'm I'm almost just saying that to to be like, oh wow, it's been four whole races. Like, what's going on? Like, that's what's bad for him as a four race winless streak at this point. Like, <laughs> exactly. That's how strong he's been. Obviously, uh, he's like minus twelve or minus fourteen hundred to win the championship at this point. Like, Yikes. he's running away with it. He's in position, and in sixteen seconds, he won by earlier this season. If you know, if he doesn't have some type of mechanical issue or getting a wreck, I don't see anyone beating Pelo this week. Yeah, I mean, I, I'm, I'm in agreement with you there. That's why I beat you to the dock to get there. So, uh, yeah. Um, all right. I figured that was the case when I saw the document come from Rod. And I, I opened it up. Pelo was filled out already. I'm like, yeah, that's that sounds about right. Yeah, I, I was not going to lose out on this one this time. Uh, all right, get out your pen and paper. We're going to go over our card for you for the Gallagher Grand Prix uh, in Indy for the Indy Cars. Uh, Cody started you out with Christian Lungard over Will Power at plus 100 on Caesars and then tossed in Lungard as a top five car at plus 140. I gave you Scotty Mack as a top five car at plus 125 uh, over on Caesars. And then Cody gave you Pato Award as a podium finisher at plus 125 and also a top five at minus 120 on Caesars. I said that Kirkwood was going to finish better than Award at minus 140. Cody flipped that around and said Award over Kirkwood. Uh, what was the number on that one? Did you write it down? Uh, I, I should have wrote it down. That's all right. So just flip it around and take the other end if you like Cody's better. Uh, plus 105. Plus 105 uh, for Award over Kirkwood. And then Cody gave you Scott Dixon as a top five car at plus 125. I said that take the winning band between 10 and 19 at plus 175 to double up on your uh, Polo win. And no... I know Kirkwood is not in the 14 car anymore. I'm sorry if I clicked on the wrong damn link. <laughs> it happens. I'm, I'm telling happens. you, man. The and tabs. Hey, I mean, again, like if you're if you're an IndyCar fan and and you don't know us from the NASCAR gambling podcast or the F1 gambling podcast, like we're not on here to say we're some super experts at IndyCar that have been watching every race for years. Like I've been a casual fan for years and really started getting into it last year, especially on the betting aspect and. It's it's opened up, and we've had the opportunity to talk about it this year. We've had a lot of fun. Rod just kind of got into it this year. So we are still learning. We don't know every intricate detail, detail like we do with NASCAR or is even maybe as much as we've learned with F1 having this show. But let me know where else you're finding people covering IndyCar betting because I'd like to know. So, exactly. You know, it, it, this is what you get, and we approach it that way. And, hey, go back and look at our track record. Listen to some of the older shows like, 
We've had some really good episodes. We've cashed a lot of bets. It's not all perfect. We don't always pronounce all their names correctly. Sorry, not sorry. But hey, we're doing the best we can and uh, we're having fun and we're cashing bets. And really, Rod, that's the only two things that matter. Indeed, indeed. Um, all right. And then uh, for winners, we both agree that Polo at plus 430 is a good bet. Colton Herta at 12 to 1 for FanDuel on Cody's as well. And Lungard at 15 to 1 on Caesars. So there's your card. Go forth. Have some fun with Indy as the Gallagher Grand Prix takes place. So, uh, all right, Cody, let's wrap it up. Tell everybody where they can find you on social media so we can have them fill out their cards. Yes, just a reminder, too, this race is on Saturday, not Sunday like normal. They're uh, doing the, the morning doubleheader with Xfinity, so I believe they race at 12 Eastern, and then uh, Xfinity's at 4 or 5 that day. So uh, just to remind you, but you follow me on X, at Husker underscore Zeb. Find all my work over there. You're into the football stuff, the fantasy football stuff. Tons of work for sportsgamblingpodcast.com. Also, last word on sports, so check out my articles over there. And, uh, yeah, check out the NASCAR Gambling Podcast as well. If you're just stumbling on here for the IndyCar stuff, we've got all three series covered and DFS covered over there on the NASCAR Gambling Podcast. And, uh, yeah, F1 will be right here in this space again eventually when they're done with their seven-year break for the summer. (laughs) Exactly, exactly. Uh, I'm on X. At RJ Villagomez, link in the bio to everything I got going on. Whether it's here, in between media, check out The Back Road with Seth and Elliot. Uh, of course, check out Fast Money coming out later on this week as well for frequency's sake. All that good stuff. Plus, I've got tons of stuff for the network as well and the NASCAR Gambling Podcast. So, all right, we'll see you guys next week with more Indy and F1 as well when they decide to come back. So, until then, let's go racing and let it ride.